Welcome to a special edition of the Christian Car Guys show. Today, we got Christian Car Guys from all over the place. You're going to be so blessed. We're going to start out at what we call the big dance in the car business. It's where everybody shows off their stuff. It's North American International Auto Show in Detroit. And one of those Christian car guys we got coming right out of the chute is John Yinger. He's the president and CEO of the Christian Broadcasting Systems Limited, one of the stations that carry our show in Lexington, Kentucky. And he spent some time there this week, and here in a minute we're going to get into some of one of the interviews he did. He got to do one I wish I'd gotten to do on the 2014 Corvette. Well, welcome, John. John, good morning. You, yeah, good morning. You got a chance to find out about the new vet, the car of the year, and, and you're an ex-vet owner. So you... Uh, <laughs> it's a great car. It it's is. a great car. It fits well. Regardless of your size, um, it drives well uh, by all accounts, and it was the or it is the uh, North American International Auto Show's 2014 car of the year. Yeah, you're and, gonna uh, yeah you're gonna love to hear about that. We got that coming up in just a minute, and John's gonna be on with us as well when we have Eric Peterson. He's got the new Ford, the 2015 Ford F150, and I don't know if you've heard about this truck. It's 700 pounds lighter. Now, <laughs> that's like huge, Jerry. It's significant. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that aluminum body has something to do with that. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested in, in your insight on the, all this new aluminum that I'm hearing from more and more manufacturers. So we got Jerry. He's our Christian body shop guy with us. He's in the studio. And at the bottom of the hour, you guys are going to be excited because we got Christian car guys from all we got We got Doug Couples with Lauderback Buick. We got... Uh, Adam Ransom with Peterson Toyota, and we got a man by the name of Fran Taylor, who is a sales trainer, and these guys are going to share their secrets of what you need to know. In fact, the question I asked them was, if you were to send your mother in to buy a car and she couldn't buy it from you, what advice would you give her? And, Jerry, you're going to give that advice on what to do in a body shop. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things you need to know that can save you a lot of headache and, and some money. Yeah, so we got all that coming up. Now, we normally would have our on-track with Andy, our NASCAR reporter. Well, since we did the whole show last week with with uh, Mr. Shepard, we are going to save that for next week. So we're going to be back on track with Andy next week. But as always, we got our appraisal by the Real Black Book coming up. And this week in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, it'll be at the end of the show. And I, I noticed that certainly following Jesus was the big dance in the first century. Don't you think, Jerry? Absolutely. That was the That was the one. (laughs) (laughs) So what's up with John the Baptist? Why was he such a big deal? And and why did Jesus say of John the Baptist, Truly I say unto you, among them born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Well, the more I study Isaiah, the more I see the glorious part that John the Baptist played. And I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. And this is a live show today by all means. If you have any question or comment for any of our host of guests today, you call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. You can find out all this stuff at website christiancarguy.com. There at christiancarguy.com is a very cool video, very worth watching on the 2014 Corvette. They're taking it on the track. They're showing some of the neat things I've never seen that, they have a, a variable 
electronic limited slip differential that they use to help steer the car. Uh, some amazing stuff you'll see in this video, as well as a video on the 2015 Ford F-150. And, of course, we have links there to all our guests today if you want to you know, get up with any of those people. And I do need to share a Bob Young update with you. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Bob, who lost his son, uh, Rob, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, we need to keep lifting him up in prayer, don't we? Yeah, it's such a struggle. Absolutely. And, you know, and I always say when you get through a crisis like that, you know, the, the fear you have is that, that you keep thinking things are going to go back to normal, but they don't. And, and you just have to have to just lay it at the foot of the cross. And it's so important for us to do that also. And there's some wonderful audio of Rob Young there at the website as well. And, of course, the Jesus labor of love. Now we got to get to this interview. We're going to be bringing you John Fitzpatrick with Chevrolet. And, John, you did this interview. Can you set it up for us real quick? Well, sure. It was an interview. Uh, uh, again, the good news is the car guys are back, and there's a passion that probably harkens back to the 60s. Um, they love what they do. They love product. They've kept the bean counters at bay. They're putting, <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal, you know, and they, they have put the product, they've left it all on the street. All right, here we and go. So we got to go with go. John Fitzpatrick. And, and John is a pair of Johns. I'm with John Fitzpatrick of Chevrolet, and we're going to talk a little bit of muscle and refined muscle. And I've asked John to just brag a little bit on this great Corvette, and I'm a little selfish because I was a C6 owner for years, and I'm looking at getting back in the game. But, John, good to see you today. How's the show been? Oh, the show's been great, and I think That's i great. got a great car for you to get back <laughs> into the game with. Oh, I'm telling you. My only complaint, that 6, it was an 08. Mm -hmm. And that thing would take a corner. It was a rocket sled. It did everything except a little bit of road noise. Yeah. And I couldn't hear the phone. I couldn't, and it's like, it was a love-hate thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to sell this, but i got to be able to do work in my car. No, I definitely and, have to get you into a new one. And that's what everybody's telling me. Last year when the uh, 14 was unveiled, yes. they had told me, one of the guys had said, hey, look at that noise thing is gone. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about what's new. And, of course, we're dealing with a car of the year here, the NAIAS 2014 Car of the Year, the Corvette. Yeah, we're very proud, you know, the, the Stingray to, to get such recognition, you know, really does show how the Corvette has evolved. And, you know, we're going up against the tough critics with the automotive journalists, and, you know, hopefully they're seeing, or they know they're seeing, that this car really is different and, and is much more than evolved than the previous generation, not only on the exterior, but the interior, driver-centric, really allowing the driver to change the car how they want to change, you know, depending on what they're doing with the car or their weather conditions allows them to really adjust it. So we're thrilled with the honor of, of Car of the Year. It uh, seems to perform, outperform cars costing more money. It seems uh, from, you know, from the outside looking in to have spanked some of the European competition. Is that is that in fact what's going on? Oh, that's our goal. You know, our, our goal is to take on the world's best. Most of that is in Europe. We think we have a car that not only competes with them, but beats them um, in a number of categories, including power, performance, even fuel efficiency. I mean, the Stingray gets 29 miles per gallon highway. 29 on highway. Is that That's the, either one. Is that or manual. right? Yes. Okay. And then what else is new? What else uh, can we expect when we hit the showroom? Well, actually, early next year we'll be introducing the Z06. Everything's great about the Stingray Amplified. Stingray, it starts with the engine, the LT4, our V8 supercharged uh, engine, 625 horsepower plus, <laughs> 635 plus 
foot-pounds of torque. Our early indications are every time we do a, you know, a test, it beats the old C6Z7R. Wow. So it's really going to be a monster. Okay, now let's address a rumor that was circulating, I think around last auto show or just last year's auto show, that there would be a step down from Stingray. Uh, no, there's no... You know, our, our goal right now is focusing on delivering the best okay. Corvette Stingray. And to be honest with you, the Stingray starts at $52,000. That's a deal. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, considering what you get, there is... My 08 wasn't much off of that when I think about it. I had the manual. Yes. And uh, it was an LT2. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw the price, it's like, oh, this is... Uh, people can get into this car. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If, you know, if you could afford the C6, you can definitely afford this one in. I think if you had the Z06 on your shopping oh, list my gosh. in the old generation, oh you'll gosh. still have the Z06 on your shopping list. Oh my gosh, what a car. Now, let's talk a little muscle. Let's go back to the Camaro mm -hmm. that has just done very well. And what is new on that? Where are we headed? Well, you know, for the fourth year in a row, we, it was the best-selling sports car in America. Very proud of that. The big news with Camaro is the Z28. We're going back to the first generation and really introducing a street-legal race car. Wow. The Z28, I'll start at $75,000. Okay. Well, actually, it's about $75,000 because there's only one option, and that is to get the air conditioning in a radio. So um, <laughs> it's really designed to take on the, the best, and it really has no competition domestically. I mean, maybe Porsche GT3 in terms of putting it on the track. On a Camaro. On a Camaro. Now, is that going to show up in a convertible? You know, really, again, focus for the track. If you're looking for a you know car that behaves better on the road, I would say go to the ZL1 because the Z28 is going to rattle really? some um, cavities. Wow. And then that has how much horse under the hood? It features our LS7 engine, 505 horsepower, just like the old Z06 did. Yeah. Wow. What a car. Well, good luck. We're, uh, we're seeing some great things out of Chevrolet and, of course, General Motors. Seeing a lot of quality. Can't think of a time when we've had problems of late or heard of a lot of problems of late with General Motors product and specifically Chevrolet. So good luck. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, John. All right. Well, that was great to have uh, that insight. We got Eric Peterson coming up really quick from Ford to hear his side of it. From the big dance in Detroit, we got all the new stuff coming with John Yinger and all these Christian car guys are going to be on at the bottom of the hour. There is so much Christian car guy show coming up. We still need to hear from you. 866 348 7884. If you have any question or comment for our guest today, please join us. No matter who we are, no matter what we do, every day we can choose to say, if you want to steal my show. You live to the Christian Car Guy Show, where I've made taken liberties, Jerry, to add NASCAR sound effects to my favorite praise music. <laughs> so when we're going to watch you go, go, go on that particular one, yes, that those were NASCAR sound effects that Robbie added to 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 add a little spice. You to... won't hear that in your church tomorrow morning, hi. <laughs> but yes, you are listed to the Christian Car Guy Show, and we are at the big dance today because. Uh, North American International Auto Show is going on in Detroit, and we're so blessed to have so many Christian car guys on with us today. 
We have had John Yinger here. He's still on with us in Detroit. And now we're adding Eric Peterson, who is with the new Ford 2015 F-150. One of the coolest things I've seen come out. They dropped seven. Talk about going on a diet. They dropped 700 pounds off this car. Welcome, Eric. Hey, welcome very much. It's our New Year's resolution. We're, we're holding true to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an amazing truck in so many different ways. That weight thing is 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 of course the 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 showstopper. Yeah, it's it's exciting. You know, I mean, the, the thing that that truck customers are are constant. Well, all customers they 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 want more. They want either more performance, more fuel economy, more of everything. And by by taking a you know significant amount of weight out, like you mentioned, up to seven hundred pounds. You know, we're able to deliver not just with the, you know, I think the intuitive bit would be, you know, better fuel economy. Take all that weight out, you get better fuel economy. But, you know, in truck terms in particular, it translates directly back into, it, you know, ability to tow more, haul more, carry more things. So it's a, it's a, it's a real huge benefit, not just from a fuel economy, but from an overall uh, capability perspective, which is why uh, truckers buy trucks in the first place. Yeah, and, and then it's smarter. There are some really cool little innovations that you've added to the truck. Share some of those. You bet. I mean, it, it, again, there's a, there's a, with, with trucks, it's, a, it's about being more efficient and being better and being smarter. And so lots of times I think people get the, uh, get the, get the old school thought that, oh, I just the truck is simple. I got the bed in the back. I can throw things into it. And really nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, people will, will live in these trucks and quite literally, you know, it's their family hauler, it's their work hauler, it's a, it's a bit of everything. So putting, you know, features that maybe some people used to think were uh, features that you just would want on high-end vehicles, like a 360-degree camera, really make a lot of sense in, with, for trucks as well. Think about just backing in and out of, out of places, parking lot, or you're on a, on a you're, or even if you're going off-road, a, a purposeful piece of technology like a 360 camera makes a ton of sense. Then you've got you know other. Oh yeah, let's can we pause we, a little can, bit more directly to trucks? You've got. Uh, Eric, can we pause there a second? Because yeah. I think that's so significant. As I've done yeah. a lot of off-road driving yeah. in my in my life, can you imagine you're coming up on this branch, and you're wondering if that is going to take out your fender? Yeah. <laughs> and as you're pulling up close to it, here's this 360 degree cramp camera that you can go. Hey, is that thing too close to? Is that going to? You know what I'm talking about, Jerry? Because here's a box. I mean, we yeah. have the camera, a front camera in the Raptor today. And so that's a really cool feature when you're coming up over hills, like you mentioned. But the thing that I've noticed, the front camera gets you close. But if you use, like, the 180, the, the split of the 360, you can really see, is that branch going to hit it? How literally within just an inch am I to hitting that rock as you're getting in a tight spot? And so it really is, it's not just great technology, but like everything we do with F-150, it's meant to be um, purposeful. So it's purposeful and it's smart. And uh, get a little bit of both there. You guys can see the translation into off-road driving. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, it. And then you got these engines, the, all this EcoBoost stuff going on. Yeah, well, e EcoBoost has been a uh, you know, big success for us. A lot of people you know, looked at us a little bit with some, you know, hmm, I think you can put a V6 in there. And when we, when we talked about the numbers, you know, 365 horsepower, 420 pounds of torque, 11, over 11,000 pounds of towing, it, they, they became believers. And with you know, over 425 of the 35 EcoBoost on the road today, it's certainly proven success. And well, that's why we're excited to bring a smaller V6, a 2.7, into the new F-150 because if you're 700 pounds lighter, you're able to you know, put a smaller engine in there, get better fuel economy, and really get the performance of a mid-range V8. Now, John, you are actually at, at the Detroit Auto Show, so you've had a chance to see this truck 
uh, we're talking John Yinger there in Detroit. John, what what were you what were you thinking when you saw the truck? Well, you know, it it did cause a lot of stir. There was a lot of action uh, around the truck, and uh, and then there's some chatter, and this is something that would be good to address. There's some chatter. You know, the old uh, thought line of a truck has to be steel, has to be this. It's not tough unless it's you know uh, like a tank, and of course, they've beaten that down with the Echo, the EcoBoost engine. They've they've killed that stereotype that a truck has to be a V8. And I'm wondering how they're going to address these guys that say a truck has to be all steel. It's a it's a great question. It's one of the things we've obviously talked a lot about. Um, first is the the backbone, the frame starts with high strength steel. So the frame is 100% steel. In fact, it, the high strength steel goes from about 23% today to about 77% increasing the amount of high-strength steel in the frame. And then for the body, the bed, the box, the whole thing, it's largely made up of high-strength, and you mentioned military-grade aluminum alloys. So the alloys that we use in, in the trucks from the same family, the same series alloys that go into aerospace vehicles, you know, over-the-road trucks, and, you know, even in, into our military vehicles. So there's aluminum, and our alloys are used all over the place, and, you know, a lot of high-tech, really tough industries today and so, you know, we think that, you know, kind of show, showing that and, and talking about some of the other industries. Um, and you guys did Baja it. a whole bunch, didn't you? Just hours and hours and hours on Baja to, to see what it would do? We did, and it was we, we disguised it. looked like looked like the old truck, but it was, you know, basically all the uh, the aluminum alloy panels and it plus the 2.7 engine, engine ran the, uh, the Baja 1000. And uh, the engine performed like a champ. It just, uh, it, it, no issues, and the, the body of the truck was no issues as well. So it was, it was a win. It was a fun way to, to test out the test out the new truck, basically under under everybody's noses. Well, hey, Eric, what, what did it do to cost? The difference. Well, right, between... right now we are not releasing pricing. It's not going to be available <laughs> until the fourth quarter. But you know, we 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 have a real good understanding of what truckers will spend for capability and fuel economy. So we are, you know, we're not just. We're not passing things on to our customers, but you know, uh, we're, we're weighing that heavily and going to keep it as competitive as possible. Oh, Eric, we are so blessed to have you on today, and we're so thankful for all these great innovations coming out of Ford. And you can find out more about this at ChristianCarGuy.com. There's a cool video of the new F-150 along with some of those features and the Corvette and a lot of that stuff. And we got so much. We're going to let the dogs out. In the next segment of the Christian Car Guy, we got car guys from all over the country going to be on with us. So stay tuned. So much more. It was me, I'll admit. It's the Christian Car Guy. We're letting the dogs out today. <laughs> we got Christian Car Guys from around the country who are chiming in. We have, uh, we're challenging them. To tell us, you know, what are the secrets of the experts? If you were to send your mom out, your daughter, someone you dearly love to go buy a car based on your experience, what would you uh, share with your loved one? And so I think that's that's great wisdom that we're going to try to glean from these different folks that are really some of the best of the best out there. Not only are they wonderful Christian men, but they are also, which we would always, by the way, love a Christian car gal to call in. You know, we, we're always good with that. 866-348-7884. But these guys uh, uh, certainly clearly display their faith, but it's at the same time um, some of the leading salesmen in their in their field. So we're thinking that they, they could have some tremendous wisdom. If you want to know more about these guys, again, you can always find them at ChristianCarGuy.com. There's links to their particular dealerships, their websites, of course, 
we have our own Jerry, who's our expert body shop guy. He's going to be with us in just a second. But first up, I want to talk to Dub, Doug Couples. He is in the Des Moines, Iowa area, which is great because we've got KTIA up there. That or we got listeners that are in Iowa, and I know would be interested in listening from Doug. But Doug, what would you suggest to your mom, to your aunt, if she would need to buy a car and couldn't buy it from you? Well, hi, hi. Thanks for having me on, Robbie. Well, you know, I'm going to give you the top five things that I would suggest. And, but even before and after those, it's prayer. You pray for wisdom and you pray pray for provision before and even after the car sale. And so, but, you know, number five, the first question you've got to ask yourself is, do I need a different car? A lot of times people will go out just because they get a whim or they get a feeling or an emotion. And uh, we just, we shouldn't act on our emotions. We should act on the word of God and what's right and needed for our lives. Number four is uh, what type of vehicle fits my family best? Do I need a car, van, truck, SUV? And uh, do I, fuel economy is important, but is fuel economy so important that I'll put my family of five in a Chevy Cruze instead of a minivan or a larger car? You got you to gotta weigh things out like that. What's my budget? Uh, you, need, you need to know what your budget is, and you need to be honest, you know, and of course, in, in the Christian faith, we prefer that you don't have a loan, but in the event that you need to get a loan, you need to be reasonable in that thinking. You need to have that set in your head. And when you go into a place, car guys are going to, around the world, and not Christian car guys, are going to love to talk you into a higher payment and all that. You need to know ahead of time. You need to talk to a bank. You need to know what interest rates are, what that looks like. If you say you can afford $200 a month, you need to make sure you're doing the right thing and going in there and holding to that because... There's plenty of guys out there that love to talk people into 300, 350 a month and just tell them it's a cup of coffee a month or, you know, a day or something like that. And uh, number two is you need to know the values of your trade-in. You need to know the values of the car you're going into. And banks and dealerships tend to use NADA values for their, uh, for their vehicles. And, but, but consumers use Kelly Blue Book. But the only thing that truly makes a difference if you have a trade is the difference. Because people can tell you all kinds of things, but you need to make sure that the difference between your two vehicles is a fair price and going for a fair amount. And so get online, take that paperwork with you, know what you're doing, and uh, go in there armed and ready to go. And, uh, they'll, and, and dealers, when you go in and do that, dealerships have no choice but to listen to the facts that you've looked up. Do some shopping on other cars that are like that in the market, and uh, do your homework. It really does help. Yeah. Number one, from my perspective, is who am I buying the car from? Is this a dealership that's got a crummy reputation? They've, they've, you know, they've hurt a lot of people. You know, things like that. You can look up online, but there's dealer reputation management programs and all this stuff out there that can cover up all the bad stuff that happens. Don't be afraid to do a little research and look around online, but don't be afraid to ask some friends and family. Ask them if they know anybody, they know any other Christians out there that are selling cars. Because, I mean, ultimately, if something happens to the car and that's where you got to take it back to, you know, you want to build, you want to be in good stand, you want somebody that's in good standing with their other customers, have been around for a while, usually helps, and uh, things like that. But that's wonderful. Things- Doug, I got, I got to tell you that. Or if those listening, you're listening to Doug Couples. He works for Lauder 
Bach Buick GMC there in Newton, Iowa. So if you're wondering, well, I know where one Christian car guy is, and and he's making a point that we've made many, many, many times on the show with godly counsel and plan succeed. It's right there in Proverbs, and there's nothing like having somebody close to you in the car business. Doug, God bless you, buddy. I appreciate you so much and what you're sharing today. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you too, Robbie. God bless you. And remember, finish in prayer. I've prayed for many people after the car sale, but I've prayed for many people that didn't buy a car too. And so that's that's a win-win for me. That is a win. If the people get what they need, then and and God's taking care of it, whether they get it from from us or not. And sometimes they get the help from us that they need rather than the car. Right. Well, Jerry, I, I put the same question to you, and and so we heard a little bit about what to do when you buy a car, and we're going to get to some more of those guys in a minute. But now I'm going to put that, that question to our own Christian body shop guy. If you're going to send your aunt or your cousin or somebody out there to, to get a, pick a body shop in an American market you weren't going to be, what would you tell them? Hey, I really liked what Doug started out with was prayer. It's one thing, just pray about it and seek counsel. I mean, ask your friends, neighbors, colleagues, or whatever it may be for a, you know, a referral for a body shop or a record service. But, it, but at the end of the day, what it all, you know, so many times, even when we're car shopping or, or looking for repairs, it's you're you're doing it on price, and that's not always the the best way to do it. Do it and see what you're getting. Make sure you're getting the value for your repair. Another piece I would always make sure that that someone does is don't wait till you're in a crisis. I mean, buying a car is something you sort of plan. You can be planning on it for six months and getting to that point and transitioning into a new car and shopping around. But if you're needing a towing facility, a record service, a body shop, a mechanical shop. Usually it's when you're in a crisis. It's the car's broke down. The car's been in a wreck. I just hit a deer. I've got a flat tire on the side of the road. So that's why it's so important to do that advance work. Go and, and, and look at your local shops. I mean, it's so important when you walk in to make sure one thing, that whoever you're talking to is going to be there tomorrow. And that's, you know, we're a family-owned business and uh, an independent body shop and towing facility. And, and just in the, throughout the country, I mean, that may be the avenue to go because you know those people are going to be the same people you deal with today that you're going to deal with next year, five years down the road. But just really just do that research because – Anything you say when you're in a crisis and, it, and it's happening, you're on the side of the road or, or your, your vehicle's wrecked, all of the things you can think about at that moment are really thrown out the window because you're not thinking rationally sometimes. So it's so important to have that, that card in the glove box or that information. Yeah, everybody in yeah. your family, we talk about that. Make sure your daughter's not, you know, you're, you've got a son out driving your wife. Everybody knows this is our body shop. This is our record service. This is where we get the car fixed. So if you need any of those things, you know, this is our insurance agent in case of emergency. This is the guy that we're going to call with this and that. Yeah, and so put we that got in a the clear box, protocol. Put it somewhere because I'll tell you that is going to save you a ton of money. But most importantly, it's going to save you a ton of aggravation. That's I mean, a, the vehicle's close by. You know where it is. You know, you know what's what's going on. If you live in the east side of Charlotte or or, or Los Angeles and your vehicle was towed in thirty miles away, I mean that becomes a problem. I mean, just have all of that stuff in place and to know who you want the vehicle to go to. There you go. Well, next up, we got Adam Ransom is in Lumberton, North Carolina. And uh, Adam is selling Toyotas there at Peterson Toyota. Welcome, Adam. Oh, thank you so much, for uh, Mr. Wappy, for giving me an opportunity to, to speak on your radio. But uh, just give God the glory for all the things that he's 
he uh, chose in my life. Sometimes I don't think it's the right term, but I realize it is the right term because I serve a God that don't make a mistake. And and my life just uh, feel like it was just all out of order, but I realized if I just looked to the hills, it comes my help. And doing selling the car, and I, and I really, like a couple say, we, we pray and seek God's face, see where he wants us to lead us and, and guide us to the right dealership a dealership that is honest and and buying a car and 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 we realize that I wake up every morning praying and, and for God to send me the right people and send someone to me that I can be honest to and one thing about it that in the car business that I've learned since I've been selling cars that you know that you you need to be go to a guy that is going to speak honestly to you and speak you know, they're going to treat you right, not just a one-time car salesman, but always a, a lifetime car salesman. You can go back to him once you say he sells you the car and go back to him. He's still there, and if you need anything, he's there to give you, you know, some wisdom and to tell you which way you need to go. Even when you're trading a car, you need to know the value of your car and the value of the well, Adam, I, I hate car. to cut you off, but we got to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to... Glean a little more wisdom from Adam, a little from Fran. We're going to get to our appraisal pod, The Real Black Book. We're going to find out what was the big deal with John the Baptist. Maybe a little bit more connect a few dots for you. So we got so much more Christian Car Guy show coming up for you. Stay tuned. Christian Car Guy radio show. Today we got Christian Car Guys from all over the place. We've been talking about the big dance in Detroit, and we are going to get to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. But first, we want to wrap up with the last two guys we've got. We got Adam Ransom. He's at uh, Peterson Toyota in Lumberton, North Carolina. But we also have with us Fran Taylor, who uh, is a sales trainer. Actually, was works with both those other salesmen. He sell he he trains car salesmen. I can't, I can't talk. He trains car salesmen around the world. And uh, Fran, welcome. Hello there. It's good to have you on. And so with Adam still Adam still with us, and and I was wondering, as you're training these car salesmen, and, and there you are, a Christian, uh, what would be some of the advice that you would have, because you're definitely connected to the market, to the people listening today that, that, that you would share uh, about buying a car? Uh, first, profit is not a dirty word. The dealerships have to make profit or they're not going to be in business. And don't buy on emotions alone. A lot of times you're going to go in, you're going to find a really nice salesperson, and you're you're all excited about the car, and it might be a little bit too much uh, that you can handle payment-wise. So you have to do some kind of research, plan out a budget, what you want uh, before you go in. And uh, if you're in a car that you like, it's too much money, find a cheaper car unless you... Uh, readjust and figure you can afford it. Uh, but the sales reps, uh, they have to show you everything about the car. You know, if they're just going to run you through the steps of the sales and say, what do you think? You know, there's a good chance they're not going to take care of you after the sale. Uh, you know, make sure uh, when you're working the deal, and again, let's say you find a car you like, make sure everything's in line, what you want. The payments are in line, the down payment, and, uh, you know, it's a car that you want. 
Uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, you end up with a car, not a payment. And and that's yeah. the, that's a huge thing. And Adam, I was wondering, for me, one of the things I was, or I try to communicate here is that for the customers to realize they need to be completely honest with their salesman because if the salesman starts to detect that they're not telling them the truth, then it's game time. It's it's like, oh, okay, well, we're playing games here. Then all of a sudden it, it, it changes the rules of the game, doesn't it, Adam? Yes, it does. It really has to change. They need to come in and be honest with the salesman. As, you know, as often I tell them before I sit down, I said, this is a help sheet for me to help you, as Fran Taylor had designed for Peterson Toyota. And that help sheet is like going into a doctor's office. A doctor can't be honest with you if you can't be honest with him. Let him know it's your back hurt, not your leg. And same thing in the car business. It wants you to tell you, look, this is the amount of money I make. This is where I need to be, and this is where. And this, my job is to point them to the car that's going to suit their budget and suit their lifestyle in all the room that they need in a car. That's wonderful. And I got to tell you both that it's such a blessing to know there's there's all these Christian car guys, right, Jerry, out there that, that are helping. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's just a matter of just going, you know, going to them and stuff because it's not as, uh, it's not full of wolves out there. I mean, we, we do have people in this industry that are Christians and, and, and conduct business by that, by that rule. Well, God bless both of you guys. I appreciate you so much being on today with us, and you guys keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you. you very much for having me on. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie, for having Adam on. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move into our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure or crowd for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, from in the first century, they didn't have the Detroit Auto Show. <laughs> <laughs> and so the big dance, it, it, it appeared to me that for years that certainly that was following Jesus. But... Why was it that Jesus made such a big deal about John the Baptist? And why was his ministry so critical to what happened in the scheme of things? And those were the questions that always had gone on into my mind, but I really didn't have many answers until I really began to study Isaiah very, very hard and also study John Owen's work on the Holy Spirit. And in doing that this week, he takes me to Ephesians. And there's a, a, segment, a segment of Ephesians that is so mind-blowing. The more I study it, the more it just opens my mind to what all was going on in Isaiah, what was going on in Jesus and John the Baptist's ministry. It's in Ephesians 4. It's 17 and 18, and it, it seems simple at first, but when you dig into this thing, it's awesome. It says, this I, they therefore, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God by the ignorance which gives them blindness of heart. Now, the interesting thing, if you walk through that, is vanity of mind, in other words, it's all about me, leads to darkened understanding, which means that you're walking around in the dark, which leads to a hardening of the heart. Now, if we go back to, here's the problem. Is it so much of my life, it's all about me. In fact, if you were to see my computer in my office, it says it's not about you, Robbie. <laughs> then a big sign right under there, it's not about you. There's a larger story going on in here. And if I'm in the vanity of my own mind, if things are about me, vain thinking, you know, Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. That's so huge because that vanity leads to, according to Paul, darkness of understanding. And that darkness leads to hardness of heart. So if I'm walking around in the dark, what do I need? I need the light. Well, the good news is if you think about what John said 
in him was life, and that life was the light of men, and the light shines where? In the darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. And, and John takes you right there because John was one of the guys that followed John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came as a witness to what? The light. Now, let's go back to Isaiah, right? <laughs> so what, what do we have in Isaiah where he says, which actually this week I was in Isaiah uh, 57, which is a little bit different than, but what it says in Isaiah 57 it's, it, it said, build up, build up, prepare the road, which is similar to make your path straight. Remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever and whose name is holy. I live in a high holy place, but also with those who have a contrite and lowly spirit. In other words, I live in heaven, but I also live in a low place with those who have a contrite spirit. Well, think about John the Baptist now out there. Who did John the Baptist hang around? brood of vipers okay he didn't he didn't he didn't go into the synagogue and speak he spoke to the people who had the contrite heart that were willing to listen to him call him a brood of vipers right if you're if you're thinking you're godly and somebody says what brought you out here you brood of vipers you're not going to listen to the man but the contrite heart brought them to john the baptist and you see those of us who know we really are a brood of vipers and we need baptism we need that repentance we need to turn back to the father like the prodigal son once we do that then the light can shine in the darkness and see if you think about it who were john the baptist's followers they were the disciples they followed john the baptist before they followed jesus why did they recognize jesus because they had been the brood of vipers that recognized john the you know that they they had the contrite heart went to john the baptist got baptized got to see the light when Jesus showed up, they knew who he was. And that's why John says, he came unto his own, but his own didn't know him. Why didn't they know him? Because they didn't know they were a brood of vipers. <laughs> right, Jerry? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you sit there and read that passage, I mean, it hits you right between the eyes. I mean, it's each and every one of us. That's, that's, that's our life. That, that's who we are. Yeah, so I'm telling you. And that, how do we the, overcome the, it? Those of us Christian car guys out there that we know that we're <laughs> the vipers, if we can get away from that vanity of mind so that our, our understanding won't be dark, it's not about us. What a wonderful, wonderful passage. Well, certainly I've loved this show with having so many wonderful guys on today, haven't you, Jerry? Yeah, it's been full. It's been, a, like I told Rob when we came in, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts, but God's doing so much. We want to thank you, especially for listening, because without you listeners, it's, it's, it's just not here with us. So we want to thank all the people who have been on with us. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And, hey, why not think about it this week? It's not about me. What is God trying to do here? Get the vanity out of your mind and see the light.